Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Big Ken, a retired teacher bringing you lessons each week he's learned in the hobby by taking you behind the table and inside the mind of a dealer and a collector. Sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded here is the cards. Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast. I'm your host, Big Ken. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on a streaming service, please like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. You'll be notified whenever I drop any new content. Welcome, and thanks for being here. I'm super excited to have friend of the show, Brad, on IG at outlaws underscore sports underscore cards, all plural, back on the show. Brad, welcome, and, and happy Back to the Future Day. Yes, sir. I don't have the boots. I put them on. About I just, I'm not allowed to wear those. I think around the house. So, all I wanted was the Gray's the Gray Sports Almanac, right? <laughs> oh yeah, maybe for the next 20 years, starting today, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of what was it like 55 to 2000, right? We want it from 2023 to 2050 or something. But what would we? But what would you? If you had the book, though, Ken. Like if I had the book right now, I know what I would use it for. What would you use it for? Well, I, I'm telling you, I wouldn't go make the bets myself. I, I would sell. I, I would be selling sell the information. I'm, I'm the smartest guy ever, right? And and pay me for my information, right? There but you go. but That's it, not a bad way. But at some point, when everybody's winning, right? <laughs> yeah. It what was that? It was that. Uh, uh, oh, what was the movie where uh, he uh, he watched a grant? everybody's wish uh jim carrey right uh-huh. he was, uh he was he was a god right and so all of a sudden he, everybody wins the lottery on one day <laughs> who was like the guy big... who was it was it uh morgan free was it morgan freeman was yeah was morgan, morgan yeah, yeah 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 anyways so how you doing i can't complain you know i mean just finishing up moving down here full time down the shore yeah jersey shore for uh down the shore non-jersey people down the shore um Girls are off at college, you know, yeah. everything's so be, like crazy. It'll be wi- your first winter there, right? You're going to experience My first winter. real winter here. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. Not know if, I don't know if I'm going to look forward to it or not. I've been told winters down here are not so bad. And this thing of like the local summer seems to be popular where, you know, there's nobody running around on the beach and it's kind of quiet, but we've been too busy to really kind of figure it out right now. So yeah. we're kind of yeah. yeah. going there. How about you? You all right? Doing well, Good. doing well. Yeah, we're we're just coming up on our first year in our new house here. Um, that we moved December will be a year. I can't believe how fast it's gone. But yeah, just and really just and I mean I know you you're less less time, and I'm still really kind of settling in here. You know, we never think we ever will settle in. It's almost like you think once you settle in, it's time to pack <laughs> up and go again. So yeah, yeah. So uh, let's get started. You know, we we were talking and and you know we were talking about you know, the hobby world and, and everything going on. And, and, you know, all of a sudden you said, man, you, we really need to talk about this, you know, like this hobby mental health. And I, I just stopped you. I said, stop. I want to hit record on this because I know, I know it's going to be a great conversation. So, so jump into it. Yeah. I mean, you know, it seems like, you know, in the world that the cards were in, it's just so much, it's, it's, it's obviously way more intense, way more, even if you're having fun with it, just way more pressure than you could imagine a hobby could be. And I think we all, you know, we forget about that. I mean, there's a lot of 
I don't get involved with it. It seems like a lot of drama and things that go on in, in cards, it's cardboard and, and should be having fun. So I always make sure I take time for myself with the cards. You know, I mean, not everything is about the pennies and the dollars and, and, the, and, and the PayPal and whatever it's, I still find time to find my favorite dealers that, that run dollar boxes and quarter boxes. And I still take, you know, an hour of my life when I can, I know we have lives and kids, but I still take time to go dig through boxes once in a while and try to remember why I did this. And, you know, sometimes finding that card in that box and you know, it's worth more than a dollar mm-hmm. is, is just fun. It brings you back and it's a smile and it, you forget why, you know, why we're really doing this. Yeah, it's fun. And everybody wants to make money, but the people that you know, and I know that are really in it just for the money that doesn't last too long. As we know, the money's not great right now with this stuff, unless yeah. you either have it or you, you know, you have the ability to withstand it. So yeah. you got to take time. And, and for me, I've taken a lot of that. I've taken, I go to flea markets now and it's people say, well, you're crazy. You're digging around. Flea. I'm not really going to flea markets to like make money. Sometimes I'm really going because it's just, you get out, you talk to people. We forget what yeah. it's like to talk to people. You still yeah. got to communicate and it's important. And I, like one of my favorite dealers, his name is Pete. If you, I don't know if he listens to this or not, but I actually, when I pay him, his prices are so fantastic. And I always give him extra. And he always says, why? And I call him Dr. Pete. And I tell him, I said, you legitimately are like my therapist. I stand here for an hour and we talk about cards and I look through your boxes and I pay you and it's 40 bucks. And I give him 50 and he tells me I'm crazy. He doesn't need the money, (laughs) but I mean, you know, he serves a huge purpose. And I think we all forget that. And that's Mm -hmm. important. I mean, to talk about it, even the cards, just talk, got to talk. People forget our health. You got to stop. It's still a full-time gig. A lot of pressure with money 24 seven with the electronics going off and discord, whatnot, eBay. Uh, yeah, and a lot of a lot of it comes down to self care, right? If you do any any anything in the me- in mental health, you know, industry, a lot of it, they're always talking about self care. You know, take care, taking care of yourself first. You know, they always describe being on the plane, right? You know, that's why they tell you 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 put the oxygen mask on first, and then you put it on for the people around you, right? Take care of yourself first, and 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 I I, I know what you're saying because you know I I'm blessed. Right. I'm in this hobby, but I'm, I'm not here to make money. I'm not here to make a mortgage payment. I'm not here to make a car payment. I'm not here to put anyone through college. And I mean, I'm just here because I like being here and I have fun doing this. Right. So whether I buy something or I don't buy something, whether I sell something, whether I don't sell it, it's OK to me. I, I'm not all up in arms. I'm not stressed out. I'm not going, you know, you'll never hear me be, be stressed over this because if I came here to be stressed, then I would go somewhere else, right? It, it, I came here because I wanted to have fun and, and and enjoy doing what I'm doing. And like you said, meeting the people to me that's that's half of it. All all the the people, all the friends I've made, the people I talk to, I talk to more people now. And I've said this all along. I talk to more people now in the hobby than I do in my regular life. You know, just you know, sure. friends, family, just because this is what you know I'm kind of concentrating on. But it's not like. Um, it's not, it's not stressful. It's no. not, it's, there's no pressure involved in that. And it's, it's funny to me too. Cause like, even oh. like the communications and, and the friendships and the acquaintance, whatever you want to call them, you could break the social barriers that we grew up with that are even more like that. I wouldn't call any normal human being professionally or any whatsoever reason before like nine o'clock in the morning on a weekday. There's no reason to, unless there's a professional reason to talk to them. But have you ever not 
responded to a phone call or a text message or Instagram message from one of your fellow card hobby friends at 6.30 or 7 in the morning. You get up in the morning, you check your phone, as everybody does, and you see your Instagram messages or a text, and who's it from? And it's from your card community, and it's from someone you deal with in the card world about something. And and Unless it's you, unless it's you, Right. Five five thirty eight a.m. this morning. I, right. I, I'm up at nine. I'm like, who who is messaging right. me at five thirty? You know, I would morning. never send that message to somebody at five thirty in the morning. But it's like the card people. You feel like you know what? Everyone's in the you know you don't know. Everyone's in the same two o'clock in the morning looking at cards or three o'clock in the after. You don't know. And and yeah. in our world, the world we all communicate. It's almost like you get comfortable and in a positive way. And it's not a. It's it's. I love it. I enjoy the fact that you know I can reach out to people and send them at two o'clock in the morning, show them some card I just found. And then four hours later respond in a full blown conversation as if no one ever went to sleep. And do you get that in the real world? You can't do that. In the, I mean, in the, in our real world, you can't do that. I can't text my customers seven in the morning and say, Hey, call me back, but I can yeah, text yeah. you and you'll read it and you'll respond to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm ready. Like, oh, why is he texting me at six in the morning? Yeah. Oh, look at this card. He just sent me. Yeah. And the crazy thing too, with all this electronics, like we know when people read things too, you know, so, <laughs> right. it's, so it's not like, and, and we know like if something pops up and we read it, you know, you probably got, you know, there's certain people that, you know, you have to respond to right away. And there's other people that, you know, that they, they know, even though they know you've read it, that you're going to respond to it, that you're probably doing something else or you're a little busy or things like that. Yeah. So, so, so you really know who you need to yeah. get back to and who you don't. I yeah. just love it though. I mean, I just love, I, I mean, some of the people I've met some real turds, I would say the last time I've been on here, the number of people I've met that are, I'd call turd, turdy has grown from maybe like zero to two. But I also would admit that I've been out there way more uh, publicly, physically than I had in the past at shows and stuff. Mm -hmm. So for me, you're going to come across, I guess, percentage wise, um, whatever. But mentally, though, I come home from the shows looking to do another one. I come home. I go home at night from work and looking forward to what conversation am I going to have about cards? I know it's, you know, some of it's kind of crazy, but part of it too, it's, I really enjoy it. I mean, like I was telling you before, I have cards next to me for dollar cards and I have cards next to me. They're thousands of dollars and I just like all of them, you know, and, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but the, the money can't be part of it. It has to be like, you know, this part to me is the biggest part that we can talk and have a good time and I can see you. And we have a relationship and, and not just you and me, there's, you know, dozens of us that talk to each other all the time you have way more than anybody i'm sure you know so yeah yeah just a, and, and new people every day i have new people reaching out to me because they listen to me you know and 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 it's really it's really great because you know the, the some of the conversations i have have nothing to do with cards like i'll sit on here and i talk to the screen for 30 40 minutes right and i drop the podcast and somebody will respond back to about maybe a player or about an organization or about right. their job or their cousin or their, you know, like they'll respond back. You know, I, I talked about my mom passing away, right? I was just unbelievable outpour of people. And, and you, you can tell, like I could tell by the people who this, it, it, this really hit home with, right? That they've been through this before and they know how hard it was, right? Versus the other people who are just, you know, just trying to say, Hey, I mean, I know you're going through, going through something and we're here for you, you know, prayers to you and things like that. But yeah, just, just a, 
unbelievable outpouring of people, you know, it, it, and it was just, it was unbelievable. I was it's, and I would say more people probably reach out to you in the card world once they knew than probably in the real world, you know, and yeah. it's amazing. And I think, yeah. they, I think the people, you, you know, it's my, I went to dinner with two of my friends the other night and neither one of them uh, would admit to owning a card if they did own one and they don't. And they love to tell me I'm a nerd and I love to laugh at it. And I, t I tell them, you know what? Great. I found thousands of other people that th think and talk and about cards and feel the same way about it. You know what? I hope there's thousands more of us, you know, because yeah. it's harder to find, you know, again, with mental, back to mental health, it's harder as we get older to find people to connect with the people to communicate with, mm. you know, uh, life takes us in different paths. I mean, my daughters are in college, my son's in college and I moved down the shore and, you know, physical interaction other than my daily life at work. You know, this is it for me this weekend beyond my family. Um, and so, you know, if I didn't have, you know, me and my nerds, you know, I tell them all the time. I talk to my nerds more than I talk to them. <laughs> yeah. I'm one of them. I'm yeah. sitting at the table yeah. with these guys. I say, I see you guys once a month for dinner. But I'm talking to my nerds every night, every day. Some of them on the phone back and forth to work. And I don't even know their guys, like their wives or their sisters or their kids these other guys i know their whole family yeah 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 and you need your people right i mean that's it's kind of the essence of life and and, and there's a lot to be said about you know people who who live i just watched this whole thing on netflix uh yeah. it was a blue 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 world blue something or other it just talked about you know just having people in your life it helps you live longer I, card I'm, community i've noticed is is in some ways is very quick to forgive in things are, are bad but it is very accepting of, I mean, you know, you think about like what it's like for people to go through life on sports teams or fraternities or sororities and, you know, any type of club or group you're trying to fit into, you're trying to fit into something. The only qualification you need to fit into this group is to have an interest in cards. Yeah. You don't even have to know about them. You just have to raise your hand and say, hey, I like them. And thousands of people, for whatever reason they have, are going to. Welcome you to the hobby. Yeah, yeah. You don't get that in, you know, almost anywhere else. I mean, if you told everyone, hey, I'm I want to try out for your hockey team, you're going to get 50 people. They're going to try to kick you out of the door. They don't want Where'd you to play before. Who would you play for? Right. Here, you got caught. Great. Let me teach you. Some people, maybe, you know, you got to be careful who you meet the first time. But, you know, yeah, you yeah. know what will happen. I'm here for cards. There's a lot of Ken's out there that'll that'll say, hey, you know what? I'll show you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's the best part of this hobby. I mean, it doesn't matter how old you are, whether you're a five or six year old kid or you're a 70 or 80 year old person, you want to get into the hobby. People are going to welcome you in and you're going to find your people. You're not going to be the only one. You're going to be able to relate hard. to people. No, it's not no. hard because if if you can't communicate with people in the card world, then you should find something else to do because you're just not going to be able to succeed at all. And that just. And this is the honestly, this is a really easy place for anyone to try to just like, you know, hey, I don't have I, I don't have a lot of friends in my life. I would love to make, you know, walk into a card show for three bucks and tell somebody you're interested in learning about cards. You, you know, you'll make a couple friends that will reach out to you once in a while. Very yep. quickly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So speaking of the hobby. Yeah. Right. State of the card market. Yeesh. You know, I was just. uh I was listening to uh, this week's episode. Talk about this one. What's that? I should take a sip of my drink before. Yeah, we talk there about you this. go. 
I was listening to uh, th this week's episode, Sports Card Therapist, had Josh and Chris from Card Ladder on. Yep, I listened, uh, yep. And, and and they were talking about uh you know the card ladder 50 index and i'm going to quote them saying we are at a three-year low on card prices right three-year low on card prices um and 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 i'm going to start off with saying this um i haven't been presented with any great deals you know recently I haven't been I've, I've been trying to stay active you know, on social media, but I haven't really, the, the only show I got to, I bought for my PC and, and online, you know, over the last six weeks, I've only bought for my PC. And I was just telling you this before we went on, it's just because the stuff that I'd been looking at, then I'm like, well, like a card like this right here, it's a Trinity Rodman, you know, the 10, 10, 10 gold club card, right? So this card had been around two, 250 for the longest time. I ended up picking it up for $60. Right. I, you know, online. And I'm like, I, I'm getting excited about it. Um, and and even more importantly, I've had cards on my radar for probably over a year that there. have not shown up publicly anywhere. And in the last like seven to 10 days, you know, we favorite these things on eBay in the last seven to 10 days. All of a sudden, a whole bunch of multiples of these cards all of a sudden just showed up. And here I am thinking to myself, wow, what a perfect time to be cash heavy when all these cards that I really want, that the prices have been enormous, you know, so high that now over the, for three years, over the last three years, it's going to be at their lowest point and give me the opportunity to buy them. We're there. I mean, we're there. I mean, and I don't think it's, I don't think this is the end of it either. I think, uh, you know, anybody that does any type of sort of investments or, or thinks about that stuff is still buy low and sell high. Yeah. But you also have to think about a little bit that, you know, put the card market outside of its little vacuum and think of what's going on in the real world with interest rates and things. Mm -hmm. You have to think there's probably more downside in front of us, right? You have yeah. to think that, but mm -hmm. it doesn't mean you don't buy. You have to look and say, we don't know. No one has a crystal ball. I mean, I dropped yeah. my crystal ball before the podcast started. Otherwise I would tell you, <laughs> what I think is going to happen next. But yeah. truthfully, I mean, if you're running a successful business or an investment, whatever you're doing, you're not pushing all your chips and all your eggs at one time. So people here should be looking at this. Yes, it's an opportunity. These cards are coming up that are tremendous, but make sure you're saving room to eat the next week or the next month, because you will see more opportunities. I think if you see a good deal on some rare stuff, yeah. it's hard to pass it up, but yeah. it's still, it is still, you know, a buyer's market, it's going to be for a while. Yeah. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot more stuff come on the market. I've been buying all along. Um, I think if you stick with quality and you know what you're buying and you understand what to look for and you have your, you know, not haphazardly spending money, there's plenty of, I mean, there's tons of opportunity. But don't, Cards isn't that too. Greed's gone. Everyone can't buy something for a hundred dollars again and think they're going to walk down the show aisle and sell for 200, you know, you got to be careful. We're a little bit in the you you know new car market here too, where you buy something, and you walk down the showroom floor with it, and it's worth twenty percent less the minute you walked away with it. Yeah. So you know. But but I think for me, right? So what I've been buying for my PC, and and the money that I put aside, I you know my card money that I put aside, and now all of a sudden I see these cards coming up. I, I really think that, uh, you know. 
I'm going to be buying more right now for my PC than I am going to be for trying to resell at a show mm, next month or, or or two months from now. Now, there may be good opportunities of stuff to buy to set up at the show, but if I'm seeing stuff that, and what do I care, right? And, and I say this all the time. So if a car card was $1,000, and I'm just going to throw numbers out there, and the card comes down to $500, or $600 and I buy it at five or $600 and it goes down to 400. I mean, if it's a PC card, what do I care? You don't, what do I care? Because I, I I'm buying that card because I love this card and I wanted to have this card. I'm not going to be crying like, Oh God, I bought this. But the there's time. number of tens that are saying that though, right now in the world, sadly, there are few and far between. We're not finding those folks right now. You know that you yeah. could put the best, PC cards. I mean, I did the cardboard carnival a few weeks ago and it was a fantastic show, but I had like really nice PC cards, like 87 tops, Barry bonds, rookies and PSA 10, like nice card at good prices. No one's even looking at them. And these are PC cards. What was everybody looking at? Hmm. Patches of Travis, anything, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek, same thing. So I still think that those PC cards are going to come down in value a little bit because like you're buying it. I'm looking to buy stuff like that. But right now my focus is on what can I buy cheaper to make more money to buy that stuff? Because it's not going anywhere. I don't think it's going anywhere. Any card you see you want right now, unless it's like super rare, I can get it tomorrow. That's how I think that's why the market's having a little trouble right now. But this is not, this is natural though to me, Ken. I mean, this is the way it was like, it should be cards that are overvalued and overprinted and over overpopulated and overgraded are now trading the way they should at fair values at these low, this is where they should have always been. And it's okay. Rare cards, higher quality cards, cards of hall of famers and goats and lower print, like vintage and rare stuff is holding better, even though it's down. Why? So I think, you know, everyone always used to question, you know, where to go in the hobby. It's, you don't have to question anymore. We're all learning very quickly. Yeah, yeah. If you're buying anything and holding this modern stuff, you got a problem. (laughs) You got a problem. You got a big problem. And I, you know, I'm I'm guilty. I have some of it too. But how's how's it going to change? You know, it's just never. It's not going to get better. People are learning. It's a good lesson. Mm. All all the prospecting, I all the and I say prospecting the the cards of the prospects I bought. You know, starting in December of last year and right up through, like I unloaded everything. I mean, I if I, if it didn't go at at the at the national, it went at East Coast right. National, uh, where we set up. But I got rid of it all, right? So as far as losing on anything, like I still have a couple Mac Jones and Zach Wilson cards that I just, that I never, this year, I never even took out of the office. I just left here. I said, you know what? Yeah. 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 So I'm going to leave those alone. But I really, the only thing since, since, you know, East coast national that, and I started there, I was buying hockey cards. I bought, uh, you know, cards there and, and all along I've been buying hockey cards to, you know, sell in November. And that should give you a good indication right now. Think about this, Ken, Jack Hughes going into that white plane show after the show, hockey season starts. This dude is like the most other than Connor Bedard. He is the most talked about hockey player. He's the number one sales in jerseys and this and that and the other. He's off to a 10, what's it? 10 goals in four games. I mean, he's on fire. See what his young gun PSA 10 is trading at? That's 300 bucks. Yeah. I mean, is it Ken? The, this card, when uh, White Plains was trading at 270, so it's up 
maybe what, 12% since White Plains with all the hype going into hockey and how great he's playing on fire. Yeah. Make fun of the devil's, you know, marketplace or not. He is number two in the hockey world behind Connor Bedard right now. Mm-hmm. And his prices are incrementally higher. But this is. But but everybody's just trying to flip the card, right? There's right. nobody. There's nobody yeah. buying the card to hold it to say Jack Hughes is my guy, and I want the Young Guns card. Everyone's Where's saying, the, and that's what's gone, and that's what we we need. That it'll come back. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, saying, they're saying the Jack Hughes card is three hundred dollars, right? You're just saying it's three hundred dollars. Yeah. They want to buy it from me or from you for two hundred fifty dollars, right? And they want to turn around and sell it to somebody for two seventy five, right? Right? No, nobody. Even though it's a three hundred dollar card, when you right. go to these shows, no, nobody's going to be buying or selling that card for three hundred dollars. That's right. And, yeah. and, 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 you know, and the disparities out there too, makes it tougher. Like go look at a PSA nine sells for like 90 bucks. Yeah. But yep. a raw sells for a buck 20. So, I mean, it's, you know, the things are shifting probably ways that are still off, but obviously you could see that the market is reacting with, you know, I think obviously we still have some ways to fall, yeah. you know? We have yeah. And, and I, I, on this new stuff, I blame it on just overprinting these cards. I mean, every single, every single new product that comes out, right. All of a sudden the people are rushed to get it to eBay and the cards, these cards are selling at, you know, enormous amounts of money. And then you give it a month, six weeks, and then you just see the price come down, 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 because now it's saturated. Now there's so many, even short prints aren't really short print anymore right Connor, i saw that the other day the Connor bedard short print or something <laughs> they're going for thousands of dollars it's a short print next thing you know there's like a hundred of them on ebay like how is it a super short print if there's already a hundred of them i mean yeah, that's- yeah. and there's still uh, every day every day i see them pulling on facebook and instagram people opening the packs and pulling another one out it's yeah it's it, it, it's insane even like i said even the short prints aren't short print anymore so it's, you know, the only thing that I even look at, so I do, a you know, like women's soccer, you know, so when I'm looking at those cards now, I'm looking at cards that are actually numbered, you know, right. numbered to 10, numbered to 25, it numbered, to you know, that. Or maybe the tops. You, people have to take the time. We talked about this last time. You got to take the time and educate yourself before you're going to spend the money. There is so much opportunity still in the card market, you know, if you just take the time to educate yourself and just not walk, you can't walk into a card show. You can't go on discord or eBay or whatnot with a credit card and just throw it at the wall anymore. Those days have been long gone. You got it. You know what we say? You can't hope, throw it, hope it sticks. Yeah. Can't do it anymore. You yeah. actually have to go into the show with the money in your pocket and say, this is what I'm looking to accomplish today. And if you can't do it, go home. Yeah, but you, you know, need a plan, and nobody does that. I mean, I remember when I used to go to shows, I used to watch YouTube videos. I forgot the guy's name. He used to tell you, make a list, and I used to write a list down of players and cards and things. And I would walk around that show looking, mm-hmm. even as an adult, on my phone, make a list. You know, I still do it to this day. I still have yeah. like in my head things I'm looking for at Target, so I don't lose focus. Yeah, and there's so I much went, opportunity. I went to the last show I went to it was the Stanford show. And I went there because I knew from, you know, being in the hobby when people, and even you, you message me. Well, if you see a card you think I might like, you, you'll message me. Yeah. So I, I had somebody message me at Trinity Rodman. It was uh, her first relic, uh, relic card, number 1200, uh, graded PSA 10. So at the, the, it was the same promoter, but it was the, um, 
the Portland Maine show. And he messaged me a picture up there and he said, this is what the guy's asking for the card. And I said, give him my information, tell him to contact me. I'm interested in the card. So I never heard from the guy. So then the same show, same guys were going to be down here in Stanford. So I messaged him. I said, Hey, is your guy? And I never heard from him. Is he going to be there? And he said, yeah, I'll be there. So I went, I went down to that show with a plan. I went there with a lot of cash, but my plan going in there was to find that one card. And I went and I made a deal and I bought that card. It's the only card I went home with that day, you know, because nothing else to me, nothing else made sense, you know, to buy. Cause I'm looking around and I'm, you know, I'm calculating out and I'm saying, even if I buy this card to put it in my case at my next show, the, the chances of me, breaking even or losing money are a lot higher than make turning a profit on the card. So there's no sense me, you know, taking chances, you know, foolishly. So, so I didn't, but, but you're absolutely right. And, and I've always, always talked about make a plan. You need to have a plan. You need to go into it with a mindset of knowing what you're doing, because yeah. if you, you go in there without a plan, you, you, you get beat up quick. Yeah, I mean, and and you know, the other thing I've been noticing too with the card market is obviously, I mean, listen, you could everyone's a flipper, no one's a flipper. Everybody we're all flippers now. You know, <laughs> I was never a flipper. Now everyone's flipping everything. It yeah. doesn't matter. Whatever you call yourself, we all have a little bit of everything. Collector, investor, hobbyist, enthusiast, negative, whatever that word would want to call us, flipper. Mm-hmm. To me, the one thing I've learned is because there are so many people that are like flipping the opportunity to buy raw and grade is out there more than I've ever seen it. You used to beg people to bring you quality stuff to grade because you couldn't find anything to grade. Now all this stuff is coming back out again to grade. Why? Cause you know, and I know the card market's sinking. If you can't sit, you know, you take this card that you just bought this Justin Jefferson card and you're going to send it into grading. The time it gets back, it's worth less than grading. And I get that. But if you're picking the right car, and obviously, you know, we're not buying Justin, me personally, not buying Justin Jefferson's to grade. But if you're buying quality stuff like a Barry Bonds autograph to grade, right? Well, then think about that. Doesn't matter. You're offsetting even some of the opportunity loss with the market because the grading has the up. And these cards you wouldn't be able to buy for even overcomps raw years ago because everyone's going to grade it. Get a PSA, and I'm still going to 3X you. Yeah. Now you can buy it under comps because nobody wants to wait for the money. So I think, I mean, if you're listening out there and you are cash heavy, the opportunity out there to pick up quality cards to grade right now, Mm -hmm. if you can have the patience to do it, is there. It's there. Raw. I mean, the raw cards I'm seeing again, it's just, it's mind boggling. Yeah. I just had Zips cards, uh, Jordan Zips cards. I just had him on a couple of weeks ago doing, saying the same thing. I've had him on a couple of times and he is just, he grades. That's what he does. He goes to this show and he just buy show every show he's buying raw cards. You know, he preps the cards himself, sends them out. And, and yeah, he, yeah. He, I mean, raw, I mean, yeah. and obviously like, you know, slabs are like hot potatoes right now. You buy a slab and it, like we said it before, it's like, a, it's a, it's like a car dealership. You know, you can't, walk down the aisle and it'd be worth two X. Now you're hoping it's not worth 0.85. So it's hard. And, uh, you know, and, and, and you buy raw and you can sit, I think again, it's back to like normal strategy of investments or balance. Some for now, some for later, some for the long term. some low risk. I mean, you know, my risky, my risk portion of my portfolio of cards now 
you would call like modern is probably less. Let's call it post Mahomes instead of post Malone. We'll go post Mahomes. It's probably less than 10% of what I currently own. 90% is Mahomes year and back. And Mahomes would be the biggest stuff I own. Yeah. I and sold all my. This is your PC now. This, no, this I'm is... talking like any, even to buy. I don't buy, even on last podcast, I tell anybody this. You could look through all my cards. You'd find less than 10% of me saying, I don't like that card. Even if you would say that's junk. Unless I bought a bulk box of cards and it all came with it. I like every card I buy. I like them all. It doesn't. And I'm not one of those saying, Hey, I'm buying this for my PC and it's for then an hour later. It's for sale. Everything. I used to tell you everything I would buy was for me. Now, everything I buy, I buy because I like it, but it's all for sale. Yeah. Most of it. Actually, I will not sell like that Gretzky duel from last time. Not getting sold. There's some other cards that won't get sold, but you know, now I look at it like, how do I own that card for free? I yeah. have to buy grade raw, and I want to own things for free. I don't want to come out of my pocket like you. I want to buy the coolest stuff and not have to go out of card money to do it. Yep. Yeah, that's the only way to do it, right? And yeah. I know I learned I learned from you, you know, setting up ne- you know next to you that the especially what hockey those those game used you know patches. Like people just absolutely love those. They were swarming over your cases for those. So I've built up, you know, a little collection of those that, you know, are going to go with, with all the young guns, PSA tens that I'll be selling at the next show I set up at. But yeah, and I'm excited to see how well that works out for me because they're all raw cards. None of them are graded, but they're all big. And it's hard because they're such thick cards. They come dented. They you I know, cherry pick though. I mean, you know, I, anything, and when I look at cards, I buy them. When you buy one card at a time, you got to be very careful with every card you buy, right? Because, you know, everyone's always trying to pass the trash. We know that, you know, yep. you always have to look at every card. And if it's so spectacular, why wasn't it graded? Why is it raw? Even with patch cards. But, you know, some of these patch cards are so hard to grade that sometimes if you can find a really, really nice one, it is worth the 20, 15, 20 bucks to throw it into a slab and get it graded. It's not that you, it's not so much about even the profit, but if you are looking for a profit, there's very even out of a thousand, some of these patches, people never graded any of them. Yeah. You know, and you can hit a PSA 10 on something. You know, you can actually make some money and you could some of these patch cards you're talking about, Ken, they're in the wild for a buck or two. You know, yeah. you try to buy one, they're 10 bucks each, eight bucks each. You in the wild go up and find the right deal or the right person willing to make a deal. You can buy 30 of them yeah. for a hundred bucks and not have to worry about anything to get thrown out. You could actually mm. buy quality names and everyone's out there looking to get rid of this stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. More than I've ever seen. Yeah. It was funny. So, so the last spring, a lot of the shows that were set up and I'd see people like spring, summer, we just walking around with boxes of cards that they were just, instead of going through the, the, the one, you know, one, three, five, $10 boxes, they were just buying the whole box, buying a whole box, you know, just making a deal and buying the box. You and, see my you know, house. I, That's what I've told next to me. Buying. I just, I've been buying boxes. And I, 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 I have a lot of boxes set up and, you know, I, I figured I'd get the idea the next time when I, the next time I set up that I'm going to put the box out there, but I'm going to figure out a price for the box too, in case somebody just wants to buy the whole box. Right. Yeah. I mean, I have different boxes I put up at shows. I have dollar boxes and I have like last show I had, I don't really do them uh, like a dollar box, but it was like all autos and chat patches, but not stuff that people I was familiar with. Someone did buy the whole box, um, yep. bought the whole box, uh, yeah. and it wasn't anything crazy. But then I had other boxes, which people tried to buy the whole box. I won't let them because, you know, I'll discount stuff for people, but 
Um, you know, when you buy my whole box, even at the price, you know what, Ken, now it's, it is still hard to replace some of this stuff at quality. You know, you want to buy dollar patch cards. You're not getting $50 patch cards. You yeah. know, you want three colors numbered out of, out of 50. You're not finding them in dollar boxes. Mm-hmm. You still got to pay for those. And those are hard to find. So those are not, you know, those are not things that people want to give away so quickly. And I think now I've, you're seeing the cheaper stuff coming out, but the better stuff, even though you're, you know, we're seeing it come at cheaper prices. People are buying it. You may not see some of this stuff again after this next round, Ken. The good stuff that gets put out for sale, the people that are buying it, good stuff. Yeah. The real it's going to end up with real collectors again. Yeah. Do you do you ever rip? Do you ever buy boxes and rip them open or? Not anymore. I hmm. um anyone that knows me that knows how much I ripped and got into breaks would say that I probably should quit because I'm so far ahead with the luck I've had with stuff. <laughs> You know, and just <laughs> oh, and you're then, the guy. You're the guy that gets all the all the good stuff. I mean, I never hit like anything that you see that they talk about now, but like I just like two years ago at national is it it's funny had a big audience for this. David Adams had a counter, they were selling the, the the national packs, and um they must have had a hot box, and there's two cards in a pack. So there's a little commotion at the counter. Somebody opened up a pack and got like a Patrick Mahomes, like one-on-one or something. Next guy next to him got like a Lionel Messi one-on-one, like a gold vinyl, something crazy. What's going on here? So I stand next to it. Everyone's quiet. I Let me get a couple packs. I get a couple one-on-ones. Next thing you know, I'm like, let me get another one. Buy a couple ones, one-on-ones. I bought some, what, 10 packs? Gold Tom Brady's, gold LeBron James. I mean, it was before people started figuring out what was happening. I got out of there. Um, but when stuff like that happens, you realize it's time to quit. Yeah. Maybe it's, it's time to quit. I mean, like happen again. I sold some of those cards, they PSA 10 and I sold them some of them for over thousands of dollars yeah. off of $20 packs at the counter. Cause of some hot box. And then yeah. they pull the box crazy, but I, you know, you <laughs> get lucky and you learn just no more. Yeah. Yeah. So we know the uh, we know the market is is volatile. You know, uh, you know what what are you buying? What do you think is the most has the most value right now? What's safe? You know, what are you staying away from? What are, what are your thoughts on staying away from? Oh, that's a good one. That's an easy one for me. I'm staying away. You've, again, don't call, don't beat me up if you see it in my case. But I am in in hard staying away from like ultra modern stuff, anything ultra modern. Um, it's just not for me. And if I'm buying ultra modern, you're seeing me buy like the 10, the 25 gold, cool stuff, like just cool stuff. It's not going to be like prospecting for players. It's not yeah. it. Uh, yeah. I think hockey now, Connor Bedard is a household name right now. He's getting to be one for the hockey card market is still cheap to me. I mean, I can't believe that like, some of these prices, even Austin Matthews, the way he's playing, I, I, I would. Yeah, and that's what I loaded up on. Uh, you know, Matt Matthews, Jack Hughes, Caulfield. I mean, I've loaded up on these guys, all kinds of different cars. I wouldn't be selling. I wouldn't be selling so quick. Some of my better, like Hughes, right now. I mean, my mistake was I had a whole bunch. I bought them, sold them. I don't have any left. I probably the next one I acquire might tuck it away yeah. because I don't. I, I just can't see these prices staying. I mean, he's, I hate the devils, but I do believe in, I said it last time. I do believe in Jack Hughes. I think he's going to be a problem for the Rangers for a long time. 
I think yeah. he's legit, and I think he's a superstar in the making. I think if Connor Bedard is real in Chicago, that's exactly what the NHL needs. I mean, people are still sleeping, and I, again, it's I don't care. I, I buy and sell. I tell you what. I tell you what. I I watched this guy. I watched his first game. Uh, I, I saw his first goal, uh, and I watched him play. And and yeah, he's 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 just a great little hockey player. I mean, just great hands, Fantastic. quick. He's got a lot of speed. Like he like that yeah. that burst, that burst coming out of the corner. Like yeah, he, they, unbelievable. They, yeah, he's really good. Yeah. Uh, vintage Hall of Fame game used relics patches, and not just like any Hall of Fame. You know, like I'm trying to step up the quality of like you know of who I'm buying. Um, you know, everyone would argue that the kids and the younger folks don't know who Roberto Clemente is, and they don't know who Mickey Mantle is. You know what? If you put dollar signs around these folks' names the younger people and the people that are not knowing this stuff in the hobby are going to learn very quickly when you could buy a Barry Bonds or a Mickey Mantle card and grade it and do better than you can with buying a Justin Jefferson card right now. Yeah. They're going to learn. They just haven't learned yet. Yeah. I just, you can go to card shows right now. If Some of the dealers that do it for a long time, they're still tough to buy from, but man, the opportunity to buy raw vintage cards or older, even not to grade for that to grade, but like name patches, game used bats, even the stickers, like those old early two thousands products, like Don Russ and, and and Upper Deck made products with bat relics and numbered gorgeous stuff. It's out there for everybody to buy. No one wants to buy Carlton Fisk cards, Mike Schmidt cards. <laughs> You're making a big mistake because this is the stuff that go look at the comps. You could probably go find a thousand comps that'll fight against what I'm going to say, but I'm going to say that if you look at the comps of like a average Mike Schmidt sticker patch auto game used from a legitimate company, that card probably isn't variating too much on eBay, but you could probably buy them at a card show with 50 cents on the dollar from people. Yeah. yeah. It's just amazing. And that stuff is really, because out. nobody's buying it either. Right. I mean, but you I can probably... buy, and it's also too. Now you're really finding out who in the hobby wants to put the work in. Right. This is a we're learning very quickly. And I think, too, why we will see a lot of people leave the hobby, because to really make money, you got to be in it all the time. Now, you can't mm -hmm. you know, you can't buy a card on Monday and go to a show on set. You got to be in it now. We, um, we even go to a show on Saturday. You see people come come to the show to you at, at 10 a.m. And he's peddled that card to somebody else at 10 by 10, 15 right. to make a quick you know, 10 or 20 bucks. Right? right. And, 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 and it's not that I, I would buy stuff and put it away and not sell it so quickly. I don't have a problem doing that, yeah. you know, but you know, it's, um, and I but also think too, there's an opportunity in bulk. People got to look at, you know, when you go to a card show, it's okay to pick up a couple cards that maybe you don't love so much. You'll make a better deal with a dealer. You'll get better pricing on everything and you'll get room. You can sell. You got to work, pick up the extra couple cards. You don't want to sell. Make five bucks less on those cars, but you'll get the one you want for a better deal. But people just are thinking about what's right in front of them too much with this stuff. And they got to have a little yeah. bit more of a plan, maybe some education around just how to run a business before you run into a card show with 500 bucks in your pocket because it's not so yeah. easy anymore. Yeah. You know, one thing I've learned, too, and I just see over and over and over again and that I have to be better with that I know is even like people put this stuff online and they're like, oh, well, you know, 
I'll do a deal in bulk, but I'm like everybody else. I want to handpick the top five cards out of the thing and say, these are the five cards I want. And they're really hoping that they're going to take some of the other cards. Right. And, and, and somebody I was talking to said that one of my, you know, listeners who communicated with me and said, look, if somebody says, you know, if you want to buy all these, you know, make, make a deal for them all. Even if you only want half of them, make a deal for all of them because you're going to get a better deal on all the cards. If you try to just buy the same four or five that everybody else wants, when the guy really wants to sell all 10 cards at once, because he wants to get rid of those other five, just, just figure out, you know, how to make a deal and make it work and just take them all at once. But it's work for people. You know, you take on five, you know, a hundred cards, you only wanted 12. Next thing you know, you got to sell them. People don't want that. And again, it's, it's, and I didn't always want that either. I only learned that I wanted that more recently. You know, yeah. it's a, it's something you have to like, you can't wake up in the morning and say, Hey, I want to flip. You can flip cards, only three or four cards at a time. I mean, certainly we know plenty of people that their inventory is what they have at the show and that's it. Yeah. But in any true fashion of a business, that's a really hard business to operate unless you have financial backing or, or it's not like your, your thing. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, if it's a full-time job, it's, that's hard. It's really, really hard. But again, I go back to what's out there to buy. I mean, man, if people just educate themselves on what's out there, there's, prism color in people's boxes and there's there's young guns in people's boxes and there's all kinds of stuff out there that people were grading four years ago at any time they pulled open a pack it was right in psa now those cards are in dollar boxes they're still waiting to be graded they're still waiting to be found for a flip yeah. i mean they're there yeah. people don't I'm want that to guy i'm that guy who ripped all those boxes open it was just like took all those cards and just you know put them in the penny sleeves and put them in the the one and two dollar boxes and you know try to make my money back on you know and on, on, on the boxes that I bought, I mean, you know, hard. It, it it is super hard. And it, and it was, you know, on some of the, like, you know, I do the women's soccer and some of the boxes are good. You can open them up and, you, and you're getting your money's worth out of it. Um, I just bought these tops, Chrome Sapphire, you know, these world cup boxes <laughs> and, you know, uh, tops was selling them for 75 or $79. I see them selling. I bought five you know, when they came out from tops and I see them now selling for like 110, $115, but I finally got my five from tops and I opened up each one. And I'm just like, I'm looking at these cards and I'm like, paid $75 for a box. And I probably got $25 in cards that came out of it. If I was lucky out of every single box. And I thought to myself, Oh my God. I mean, we thought, and I talk about all the time, like how much I, I've learned my lesson and I'm not doing this anymore, but the women's soccer stuff, especially from Parkside, like when I get these Parkside boxes, I mean, the hobby boxes are $80 and you're usually pulling, you know, maybe a hundred, $125 on a, on a regular box. And you could, you could go up from there just on the cards you're pulling out of, but this, this top stuff and this panini stuff, it's, it's, garbage i don't open anything anymore i can't anymore yeah. i uh i just my luck ran out too your luck runs out it's too expensive you know you realize when you buy a hobby box whether for fun or for money you know whatever you're doing it for it just mm. i mean how many times do you want to you really like getting kicked in the face <laughs> i mean i don't like it i mean even thanks sometimes for using the face it's a family show <laughs> right that's i thought about that so you know uh, nobody likes that you don't want to get kicked and over and over again it hurts and 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 yeah. it, I don't know how like whoever's supporting themselves in this hobby, you'd almost be cheaper to be like a drug addict at this point than to be ripping boxes because I'm sure <laughs> an ounce of weed, legal weed is a lot cheaper right now than a box. What's a hobby box cost for like, what's a tops 
series one hobby box cost. I mean, an ounce of weed is probably 200 bucks right now. Yeah, I mean, I think the uh, the upper deck, I think it's like, uh, I think it was that 129 or 140. All right, so for two boxes of upper, for two boxes of that, or you, or you can have yourself a month of fun. I mean, you know, like, what, <laughs> who wants this anymore? I can't deal with it. Anymore. Yeah, yeah. Any yeah. box I ever get, like, they gave me at the Pokemon pack. Open up the pack. I try to hand it to the kid. The kid's laughing. He goes, I don't want this garbage. I mean, you know, <laughs> can't even give it away. Yeah. And when when they first announced that the Bedard card was going to be in the uh in this member of the series one, it was like series two, his young guns is coming in the series two. So they never announced that this this short print, his draft day card was gonna be in. So then when it was announced it was in, I was like, Oh, maybe I'll maybe I'll go buy a few boxes and try to get one because you know, of course, the card was so expensive, but, you know, it got the I, I th all I had to do was think about it a little more. I'm saying I'm not going to do it. And next thing you know, like you're right, there's like a thousand of them on eBay. People trying to sell them. And I'm like, my yeah, favorite well. Easter, my favorite Easter egg that Upper Deck puts in the product. And you can look them up. You can buy it for all different players. They have them all the time. They're super short print are called Fanimation. They used to put them out back in the day with basketball. Jordan had them. Yeah. And I have the Hughes uh, Fanimation. I have uh, still have that one uh, with me. I have a McDavid, which I bought wrong. I actually pulled it and then I graded it. And I still have it. And they're gorgeous cards, like cartoon cards. Mm -hmm. I'm interested to see if they put a Bedard Fanimation in one of these series, because that will be, it'll probably be a, a, a $2,500 card, but no one will know about. Yeah. animation they're insane poles it's almost impossible to get them yeah and there's um, like what one in every like some so many thousands of cases or something it's impossible to get yeah. them yeah and you can pull like brent burns and he's worth like 20 bucks that's like the worst part of it too you know <laughs> yeah yeah you'd finally get one and it's like nobody anybody wants right right yeah i've hit believe it or not i've hit two i've hit hughes and i've hit uh mcdavid i have a brent burns i bought that one though and i have a uh uh, somebody from the Red Wings, I forgot, but I sold it. I forgot. That yeah. One. Yeah. It's like the French young guns. I get yeah. a French clear cut young guns and I'm like so excited. And then I go look it up. It's like, yeah, there's too card. many. now. It was fun when there was like a French young gun. It was a young gun. And then there was the, the foil. Yeah. That was always the cool ones. Like McDavid, they had a foil and then, and there was always the exclusive and, and those are great too. But then I thought the foils you could only get through tops or whatever, or, like, like upper deck i mean like uh, online like like back you, then yeah like that pack to pack something i don't uh, remember how you can get them back then but i have the mcdavid foil but i don't know how you get it back how you would get it yeah but you i don't think you could pack pull you're right but like now you could pack pull french clear the 100 to 10 of this one the backwards jersey the black and white i mean enough already like it's enough already <laughs> there's so many things enough already and i'm not honestly i'm a big hockey guy i'm not buying one Connor bedard young gun yeah not gonna buy one i'm gonna buy one when he actually does something that makes the words the next Connor mcdavid yeah I, I i would rather them just take all those cards that nobody cares about just just don't even bother making them and put you know give me a box one pack like five cards either i got it or i didn't get it because right. i don't want to rip i don't want to rip 15 packs of six cards or eight cards a pack to find out i didn't get anything young guns though i will say though an upper deck box rip series one and two is the only thing i would rip 
because I do love a young gun. I say said it on your show last time. I think the young gun is the best investment in the hobby for a buck or two and a top loader. You yeah. get anybody you want from any team that plays actually yeah. plays on the team in the NHL and they're easy and cheap to get. And you open up a box of young guns, a series one or series two, you're guaranteed to get six. I think, I don't know the yeah. numbers now, yep. but yeah, you're six young guys, you know, you're guaranteed. And, and usually and I, I went, I went and opened up, I went online and I ordered boxes from 2019. I yeah. ended up getting uh, a pulling a Jack Q, two yeah. different versions of the Jack Q's. Uh, the, the Stutzel, Tim Stutzel cards. I pulled the, I, I pulled a bunch of cards that are now at PSA for grading right now. Yeah. You know, that I picked up in those boxes. They were only selling those boxes. Those hobby boxes were like $79 a box. Right. And you're coming with sick, getting six young guns out of them. Yeah. And, I mean, and, I don't know what they're charging now, but I imagine it's going to be, you know, hundred and change or box, I guess. I don't know. And you know, you're gonna uh, get wasn't six that, I mean, I bought these cards in, I think August, because I yeah. just sent them off. I bought and they were they were $79 a box. They weren't expensive. They were $79, $79, yeah. $89 a box. Yeah. Yeah. Upper deck holds their pricing up for a while, then they come yeah. down. And then but even then, a young gun chase is still a great chase. I mean, you know what? I I I say never, but you know, I would probably open up uh, if upper deck was listening, I'm sure they don't send anything out. But if they wanted you and I to lip, rip a box live, Ken, I'm sure you and I would have a good time opening up some <laughs> boxes of packs for young upper deck for free and i would even give my young guns away because that's would be more fun but uh yeah yeah you know that's the only thing i ever really open because i love hockey yeah you know? but i can't even keep track gotta look at every car now see if it's if it's in french it's somebody's wearing a hat now because if they wear a suit it's a variation if they yeah. got the cup it's a yeah. Yeah, well, that you know that was funny with the Parkside, the early Parkside women's soccer. They never it was a short print, but they never. There's no way you knew it was a short print. It wasn't labeled or anything, uh, and you just had to know what you were looking for on there. And now their cards are coming out. They say SP on the back, right? So now oh, right, right, they right. want to let people know that they've actually got a short print, which is. Uh, and I think a lot of, you know, what they're doing, too, now with these cards, with a lot of them. And again, like I said, they're like, like they say it's a short print, but they don't tell you how many cards are made. Right. You know, yeah, yes. I, mean, I mean, they're there. And I keep going back to the women's soccer. But the, the these boxes, these sapphire boxes, I opened up the short the the variations, which is usually the variations is usually the short print. The variation, there's more variation than the regular rookie card of a couple of these players because they made more variation cards than, than the actual rookie card. It's it's yeah. I mean, I'm staying away from anything. I, I mean, honestly, I've been so f far removed from the modern stuff. that like, I don't even know who some of the rookies are right now in basketball. People are walking up to my table and they're going, you got to so-and-so like shade and sharp or whatever. I'm like, I, I don't know who you're talking about. You got this. I don't know who you're talking about. They're talking about, draft picks of football teams and i'm like wait a second what team do they play for and people are looking at me like are you crazy <laughs> I, I don't know who they're talking about i really don't i mean yeah. you know to me i thought trey turner was out of the mlb until i heard he hit a home run the other day i'm like well i i thought that dude got sent up the river somewhere trey turner <laughs> you know next thing i know he's on the he's in the world series yeah yeah, that's why I don't want to spread myself out too thin. I, you know, I've talked about, oh, I want to get into basketball. I want to get into this. I want to get into that. But I don't want to spread myself too thin. I want to be able to know what I'm doing, what I'm talking about. And, you know, when I'm buying cards, when I'm looking, especially now when I'm looking for the cards, I want to know what I'm looking for. If I, you know, sure. you start spreading yourself too thin, you start getting confused. And, you know, it is hard. It's for sure. I mean, for me, it's just I stay away from the modern. 
you know, and, 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 and that has eliminated a lot of my confusion because I don't have to keep track now. You know, they started putting out things with all these logos and patterns and football optic. And, you know, as a Jets fan, you start seeing all these different, I, when I, I learned is when I started seeing all these Garrett Wilson cards coming out and like optic with like different kinds of patterns. And this one's a short, I'm like, all right, that's it. <laughs> that's it. I don't know what these things mean. If it doesn't say the 10 on it, I don't really care. Yeah, yeah, because you know, if it doesn't say the ten on it, it's probably a million of them. <laughs> yeah, and it's back to the old days when the dealer says it's a short print, so I guess it's a short print. You know, yeah, yeah. I think it's a short print because the dude's wearing a mask. I mean, I don't know, <laughs> but he's got a green foil with a mask. Is that a super short print or is it the red foil with the mask? But he's got his hat on with the. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows, Ken? When's your next show? Uh, I am doing in November, I'm going to Gillette stadium. Oh, wow. And I, and I think it's the same weekend you're doing. We just, you just sent me the dates for Babylon. I yeah. Think I'll be in Babylon that weekend. And actually, uh, I'm doing my first ever, uh, I'm going to do old bridge, which I know is very, very small, um, local show here for us in central Jersey, maybe 25, 30 tables. But you know what? I go once a month and this is my mental health show. I go to the show to, to buy couple dealers there they have boxes i dig everyone is there super nice and i still find the small shows are the absolute best shows to purchase at because everyone has to start somewhere not everyone can start at a show like secaucus or white plains or or babylon is bigger you know um hofstra gillette stadium sometimes these smaller shows is where you can make a couple bucks but for people like us who are looking to buy an opportunity the folks that are trying to make a couple bucks are maybe making five or 10 less to them. That five or 10 less moves them onto another card, but that also moves us onto something too. Yeah. So I think the opportunity there is you go to a big show, big fish, bigger fish, yeah, small shows, find a lot of people yeah. that are trying to do the same thing. They're trying to get to those bigger shows. They're trying to get there. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I found great and more people willing to talk, spend time. Mm-hmm. One thing I the downfall now of the bigger shows, they're multiple dates too. That's what I don't like. You know, the small shows one day, you're in, you're out. I I, you know, I I I get tired, especially when you have to travel, you know, to go to a show and it's a Saturday, Sunday, and you're there Saturday and it's just banging all day long. And then Sunday it's you know, you're falling, it's like, all right, I guess I'm gonna go shop now because nobody's at my table. Right. right. So yeah, like that third day of white plays that Sunday, that was I was I was I was done. Yeah, yeah. I was done. It was yeah. great. But I didn't do the, I didn't do the show last uh two weeks ago. I didn't go to Hofstra. I, I didn't either. I, I had to give up my table at Hofstra. I had, you know, the funeral and stuff going on yeah. with my mom. They you know, people coming in and yeah, yeah. And I like Hofstra. I, I was really sorry to have to uh, to to have to miss Hofstra. Yeah, um, I couldn't go because of parents' weekend, but I know um the next White Plains is what December, right? Is that White Plains again? December? I think so. Where are they going to? Where do they do it? Where are they going? I think it's in the convention center again. I think so. Back I just don't see my calendar. That's all I know. I'm doing it. I actually thought that was like the most fun I had at a show in a long, long time, like ever. And I'm going to yeah. be looking forward to that show. I'll have to reach out to John. Make sure we get put together over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a must. Like that's a guaranteed show that I have to have on my calendar every year. And now it's funny too. I'm learning uh, as I've been doing more shows. I say I only want to do so many. There's actually a lot more shows that I think are better than I 
thought to set up that. I mean, yeah. cardboard. I mean, cardboard. as long as you have good inventory, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. If you've got the right card. Now, we talked when you were at, you know, and you said, and I, I was surprised. You said, I only do a few shows a year, but you only set up at a few shows a year, but you're out there buying, oh, buy, 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 buy. And then when you get to this show, you've got nine cases and seven boxes. Like, that's going to be a good show for you, right? Because load up, free load up. I mean, I think for me, I was doing so many shows that I was, it was running out and trying just to buy inventory to put in my cases. And some of it was making sense and some of it wasn't. And I got to a point where I'm like, I'm just not going to do that anymore. That's you know, when you got to stop and stay, almost take, take a step back and say, you know, it's okay to not buy and sell for a day or a week or three. And, yeah. and but also, too, it also tells you tap like now it makes you look smart, too, because right now you're cash heavy. And the market is telling you that you could walk into a show right now, Ken, tomorrow with cash in your pocket and probably in large quantity pay the price that you want to pay on the stuff that you want to own, not the other way around. And, you know, uh, and I go back to like last time, the relationships again, too. I mean, you know, you know a lot of people now and you have cash to purchase. You know, you're not going to walk up to someone's table and drop. I saw an obnoxious dealer do this in Philadelphia, walk up and try to put money down on someone's table and say, I'm going to buy. It's not going to work. I'm going to sell to you because we do business together. Yeah. That's how it works. It's not going to be because you dropped $10,000 on my table. I don't care about your money. Most they were guys, doing that at, at, at East coast national too. Same thing. The guy comes up and he's pulling out two. Same two guy. Things. You get it in Philadelphia too. The same guy. Yeah. 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 Two big things. And then, and then he wants to buy, buy six, my money. six, Six of the cheapest cards in the case. I'll take these six cards for $200. Like, why did you just drop 40, 40 grand in cash on my case if you were buying the, the cheapest cards in my case, right? right? Right. So, all right, kid, look, we're on to an hour. We're going to have to uh, to wrap it up. Uh, so your your next show is? I will be in uh, the, the, actually, Old Bridge uh, in end of November, middle of November. I think it's the 19th. I'll tell you right now. And that same weekend is Babylon. I will be in uh, Babylon. That's always a fun show for me. That will be November 19th. And I'll be in November 17th at Old Bridge. If all your listeners out there, the you know Central Jersey people, anyone that's in that striking range of Old Bridge, small show. I don't make promises, but there's a couple really good dealers there. There's a lot of younger folks there that are buying and selling. There's a bar, and they start selling food. It's only like four bucks to get in for the first hour and then it's three bucks after and this and is what just this is a friday night show friday night show they do once a month i think they do like a watch show there on sundays i don't know i go all the time uh extraordinary cards sets up there you'll see santiago cards set up there they were not there this week because he was in chantilly but he always is there set up and then you got a, a lot of uh newer dealers and and like the guy i like to shop at his dollar boxes he's always there with a whole corner and there's a lot of people moving cards there and it's, it was last night was very very busy there yeah, yeah. Check, people should check it out. Real, really great, small little show. I Maybe will. I shouldn't tell anybody about it. Shh, don't go. Yeah, don't yeah, go. yeah, yeah. You're going to overrun the show now. <laughs> don't go. Or no, go next time because I'll be there selling cards. So go. <laughs> uh, Brad, tell people where they could find you if they want to reach out to you. Outlaw, how is that? Outlaws. Yeah, there you go. Sports cards on Instagram. You can always tell Ken you want to find me and you can always find me to show. Reach out to me. Yeah. But go to Ken first if you're selling. We got to find Ken some good deals out there. <laughs> 
All right. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, definitely subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. Until next time, be good to yourselves and everyone around you. Thanks, Brad. <laughs>